Hey guys, it's Faith. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited today. You guys, I have a great guest here that I know you guys are going to love. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Ashley Pedersen. I am a life and business mindset coach. Um, I help new entrepreneurs who are starting businesses start to understand what it takes to be successful in business and the mindset they need to keep going at it when things are hard. I love that. Well, we have very similar intros. For those of you guys that don't know me, I'm Faith Mariah. I'm also a business coach and a mindset coach. And I teach business strategy as well as mindset in my Becoming Boss Mastermind. And yeah, it sounds like we have very similar niches. So I'm excited to talk to you and pick your brains on all things business. I would love to get your input on we call them in my community baby entrepreneurs. I don't know if that's rude. <laughs> Should I give them a different nickname? <laughs> well, I think I think it's a good place to start. Understanding your business is your baby is can be really good for a lot of people. So we just talk about like baby entrepreneurs are like the brand new, like really green, just getting started entrepreneurs that are just trying to kind of find their way. I would love any advice you have for people that are just starting out and they're like, I want a business, but I don't really know like what the next steps are. How do you help people navigate that like beginning baby entrepreneur phase? Yeah. Well, I think first of all, they have to realize when they get into business, like what it's going to take. And I don't think people understand that it's not going to be easy. Like they have this idea and we're sold so often, like just start a business. It'll be fun. You'll have all this freedom, all these things. And so they miss out on this part. They're like, wait, they told me I was going to make a million dollars. And now I six months in and I haven't sold a single thing. And so they're, they want to start over. They want to, you know, and they don't realize like so much more. They also think like something has gone wrong, right? So the thing that I hate about this whole thing is like people get in this game and there's all the flashy marketing about like the $10,000 months and the little, 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 and like the laptops on the beach. <laughs> and it is like, I mean, it's sexy marketing, right? I'll give them yeah. that. Uh, but then they get to six months and they haven't maybe made a sale and they think like something is wrong with me. Something yeah. is wrong with my niche. Something has gone terribly wrong here. Like something has gone astray. And what I see is like, I think that's very normal. I think it's totally possible for people to start new businesses and make money right away. But those people usually have a background in sales and marketing, or they have a big community already. They already have a large network of people. They're already established as a network. Like they already have some of the major pieces that you need are already there. Right. And so maybe it's just connecting the dots for them. Yeah. But for new people to just come out of the gate that have never done any sales, never been in marketing, starting a new niche, don't have any network, don't have any established expertise or community. I think it's very rare for people to just come out the gate and like make full time income overnight. I just don't see it happening right now. Yeah. Well, then they're like, I'm posting on social media, but I'm like, you have like five followers. So it doesn't really... I don't know, like they have this idea in their mind that it's just going to explode, but they're like, I don't know. So that's one of those things. Yeah, it's building that network, building up all this, you know, marketing stuff that you have to get go through. And it's it's tough, you know, if it's something you've never done before, something you've never learned, they don't teach it in school. And so it's it's different. I actually call it baby learning. Like it's the same stuff we learn when we're walking, when we're learning how to talk. It's the way we actually learn versus like school learning is you know, like do these steps and then you get the A, right? And in entrepreneurship, it 
it's not. It's like, do these sit-ups, fell, fall down, do it again, try 20,000 more times, and then maybe it might work out. <laughs> yeah, so, and I think a lot of people get frustrated too because they're like, I just want someone to tell me the steps, right? And Or like people will come into my mastermind and they're like, where's like the step-by-step like guide that I need? And it's like, I'm here to teach you to be like an entrepreneur and a, and a boss. And like part of thinking like a boss is not looking to other people to tell you what to do anymore. Like you just have to stop doing that basically to be able to make it. And it is hard to retrain your brain that way. Do you have any tips for that, for people to stop looking for solutions outside of themselves and plans and start creating the solutions in their brain? I think for sure. Like one of them is, I think that is stepping into that energy, right? Like a lot of times, I know it sounds kind of fluffy or woo or whatever, but it's really like imagining yourself being that person, right? So you are this successful business owner. Like, what does that feel like? And actually feel like the confidence that they're feeling because all of those people, all of these people that are telling you how to do it, that's the way it works for them but it might not be that way for you. So it's a matter of like, I, I love the way that um, Simone Soul actually talks about like being the sovereign of your business. That same idea of like all these other people are just your advisors. So like start looking at those things and stop outsourcing it. And I don't know that there's like a necessary, like here's the tool. It's just a matter of like mindset, like, oh yeah, this is back on me. This is back on me. This is back on me and stop outsourcing. I like the idea of like looking at your coaches and the people like your courses you're in as your advisors. I think that's a really important shift for people to make. Right. And we're not taught that we're really taught to just like do what we're told. Don't question anything. Like put your butt in the chair, like shut, shut up and like do what we need you to do. And entrepreneurship is, it's so different. It's like a totally different journey. And I think you're right. I think people greatly underestimate the amount of time, but also just the amount of just discomfort that you have to be willing to withstand, right? And we've recently shifted the marketing for my program a lot because I really want people to come in there on board with it being hard. So like I'm a business coach, I've studied studied marketing a lot, right? And any marketer would tell you like, oh, sell the outcome and sell like the sexy end result and all that stuff. And I did that, right? And I get that. But I'm just at this point where I'm like, I want to coach people that are on board with this shipping difficult. Yes. I want them come. I want them coming in like strapped in, like ready for it to be hard, ready for it to be challenging, ready for it to be uncomfortable. And I want them on board with that when they buy. Right. I yeah. don't want them buying. Oh, like hundred thousand dollar business or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, so I said, I coach new entrepreneurs. So like somebody came in, these women like quit their jobs and then they're like, I expected this to take off. And I'm like, okay, you might need to get a job to pay your bills. And they're like (laughs) mad at me. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. First off, you haven't failed. Having a job while being an entrepreneur does not mean you failed. It's like going to college and having a job at the same time. People do it. Does it make it hard? Probably, but like you have to do what you have to do and stop making it mean you failed. There's, I don't know. Let's get it funding. So we talk about like your baby business, like new businesses, any new business, any new startup needs cash flow, right? That's why the first thing you do when you do a startup or you're going to open a restaurant or you're going to start like a big business, you go get investors, like you go get cash because you understand like that business is not going to be cash flow positive the first two, three, even a lot of times four or five years. 
And a lot of people go get people that are willing to invest the money to to inject cash into the business for a long enough period of time, right? And the business plan is always like, by the time we hit this amount of time, these many years out, we will be able to pay back the investors, right? And then all of us are going to make money. We're going to have a business that's able to support us and bring in revenue for all of us for many, many years to come, right? And so you go get investors to ride that shitty part out with you usually in bigger businesses, right? It's like you go get your like, we need cash flow to inject up front. And it's like, if you're not going to get investors, you want to be 100% owner of your business. Like, to me, it's just wild that people expect not only not to invest any of their own money and and front that cash flow and inject money into the business, then they expect the business to pay their bills the first year. It like, it like blows my mind to me. And But this is what people are taught, right, in this space, because the sexy thing, unfortunately, to sell is like this idea of like, oh, $10,000 months and I can make a $10,000 month and you can do it too. And that's yeah. what kind of people get kind of sucked in over here, not realizing what it actually is to have a business, I think. Yes. I think, I think that so many people are stuck on like the um, MLM type model, right? It's like pay a hundred dollars, get your kit. And then here you go. And <laughs> now you have a, that you're a business owner, your boss, girl boss. <laughs> Exactly. I'm such a jerk. I'm like on one today. I'm like feeling real sassy. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. They're like, oh yeah, this should, and it's just like, no, this, if you're going to treat it like a real business, it's exactly that same thing. It's going to require money. It's going to require time and energy and people who think they, they can just do it in like your, in like an hour on the weekends and like make a hundred thousand dollars. I'm just like, um, I don't know. They've been sold something that's just is not real. So Yeah. And I do think, I don't think people are making this stuff up, right? I think there's a real issue with the marketing, with the way coaching is marketing and blogging is marketing. And all these things are being marketed as like, oh yeah, you just have a hundred thousand dollar a year business. And like, you're going to make all this money. And like, you know, I don't think not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. Right. And that's why we've started pivoting my marketing too, is like, I want to work with people that want to be the best at what they do that want to be in the top of their industry right like I see a lot of clutter in the space like I do think it is oversaturated I do think it's harder to get in the game now I do right but I think that the bottom is cluttered I'm like if you want to have a mediocre course that you throw together that you maybe spend a couple weeks thinking about and recording and you want to throw a sales page together you have to compete with every other person that's doing that. And that part of the space is cluttered. Like there's in every niche, I think it is just oversaturated with mediocre crap that people are selling. Right. But I think in any niche, like there is a lot of space at the top. If you want to spend years developing a curriculum, years developing what you're doing, you want to become the best at like getting people results. And you're really driven and focused at creating a great program takes, takes a long time to develop, I think. Right. Yeah. I don't think that space is oversaturated at all. I think there's tons of room. Yeah, which is really, it's kind of interesting because I feel like there's like the beginning part, like in my brain, I'm like, yeah, throw something together and put it out there, but just know that it's going to be years and developing that and cultivating and growing it, right? And if you you stick it out long enough and keep refining and honing that, yeah, it's going to get there and you'll just be one of the last ones standing because the rest have dropped out. Yeah, I'm so glad you you said that because that's what we teach like in my mastermind program is we call it a half-ass launch. You do your half-ass launch, which is basically like get your thing out, get it together and sell it to somebody. I'm like, I don't care if anybody buys it, but you need to sell it to somebody. And then it's like, okay, we're going to make your program better over time. We're going to develop your curriculum over time. 
We're going to make your sales page better. We're going to make your emails better, but they don't get to be good. Like at the beginning. Right. And I think the thought I see holding a lot of people up is this thought of like, I want my program to be really good. I want my launch to be really good. I want my business to be really, I want to be really good. Right. And it's like that thought, it creates the result of people never selling or creating anything. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. They're, they're afraid to get judged. That's, I think that's so interesting. People are like, they don't say it, but everybody, everybody's out there. They're like, well, I don't want to put this thing out there. And then everybody's going to think it's crap. And then I'm a crappy coach. And I'm like, eh, probably whatever, just keep doing it anyways. <laughs> you can tell the people that want to make their programs better that are out there asking for feedback and like offering bonus workshops, if they miss something or going on their live stream and telling them like, oh, hey, I saw everybody asking questions about this. Let me clarify. Like you can tell the people that want to add value and want to be good and want to get people results and the people that just want to make money. And in my opinion, like the people that just want to make money are going to be squeezed out of this space. I think we're going to see a lot of people leave the coaching course creation space over the next couple of years. Cause I think it's going to get a lot more competitive. I think the market is a lot more refined than it was, especially three, four years ago, right? People are a lot more discerning. People are a lot more picky about how they spend their money now. And I think we're going to see a lot of people that were operating these kind of wishy-washy businesses take a pretty significant income hit and leave the space. Right. And so I think there's like a real reckoning coming for this space. Like, that's just like my opinion of what I'm seeing mm-hmm. happening. But I think a lot of people will get squeezed out, right? I think we'll see a lot of the kind of people that just wanted to make a quick buck and wanted to throw something out and didn't care so. about <laughs> making it better be pushed out. And I think there'll be more space for people to rise to the top, right? But I always think, say, I'm like, that's on me as a business coach. Like, there's so many crappy business coaches in this space. And like, everyone, myself included, have spent money on things and then been very disappointed. And what we were sold was not what we received. Everyone that I know that has invested a lot of money in coaching and courses has had that experience, right? And so to me, I'm like, well, it's on me as a coach and a marketer to prove to you I know what I'm doing. And it's on me to be really good and to make my free content better than most people's paid stuff. And like, that all is fine with me. I'm like, it's not a problem for me. And that's really what I'm teaching my community right now is like, how do we become leaders in these spaces? Because there there was a lot of marketers, I think, that got into this space that were like pretending to be leaders or kind of able to get away with it. But now that there's more competition, now that people are more discerning, I'm like, it's time for all of that to stop. And then I think it will be squeezed out. Yeah, we have access to way more information. I think that people, you know, just even 10 years ago, you you didn't didn't have that information. And so you were getting, you can get scammed really easily. So hopefully those people are getting pushed out. People are realizing, hey, this isn't doing anything that you said it was going to do. So what's your advice for people that want to like, say I want to buy a course or something for my business. What's your advice for like investing to make sure like you don't end up in one of those crappy programs? Do you have any like tips or hacks for that? Well, I think it would be the same thing, like follow them. So do your due diligence. Like do they have a podcast? Do they have a social media? Like follow them for a while. And if there's any sense of urgency to buy, that's always a red flag for me, right? Because that's what got me in the beginning too. It's like, hurry up. The doors are closing. This is never going to be offered. And I was like, oh, oh, here's my money. And then I get in there. And I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. So oh, I think it really oh, is a matter yeah. of just due diligence, like really check them out and be like, do I like their stuff? Does it resonate with me? Like, 
Or am I just doing it off this one webinar that I showed up to and they're like, this is never going to be offered again at this price, you know, and you and you buy into it. So yeah, I think that's a good place to check in, right? It's like that FOMO, like fear, right? It's almost like this feeling of like, like, but I've bought the things that I bought when I look back on like the biggest mistakes I made buying things or investing in coaching and stuff. It was always like this idea of like, if I don't do this, I might not be successful. Or like, if I don't like get this program, or if I don't make this level of investment, right? Last year, I talked about this recently on the podcast, but last year I made a couple of real kind of bad, I felt like bad investments that were a lot of cash that were like over $20,000 each, right? And I think I was really like, kind of looking to throw some money at problems in my business, right? I was like, oh, I need to, to have this level of success. I have to invest at this level. Like, that's what I felt like. I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to get those results unless I like invest at this level. And I have all these problems and the business was making money, right? Like just so everybody is clear, like, listen to what I'm saying to you guys. Like, yeah, I spent that money on coaching, but I also had a multiple six figure business. So do not spend just flat out. Do not spend that kind of money if you're not making cash, right? Like I didn't spend that, the business paid for it. So let's all be like clear, right? And, and so I just don't want you guys like running around being like, oh, Faith said to spend $20,000 on coaching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't do I that. Agree. It's fine <laughs> if you want to do that, but but make sure you like your reasons and make sure you're yeah, not yeah. buying into an idea of like, if I don't do this, maybe I'll never make it. Or like right? this or person's going to be, be my to savior. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> they have all the answers because that's that same thing we talked about earlier is like tapping into ourselves. Like actually we are the ones running the business. Do I want to hire a $25,000 advisor? I don't know, but. Yeah, maybe. It just, I think it depends. I think you got to be really clear on like what they do with you. I think the industry is interesting because my experience was like, and it's not like this in every program, but my experience was like, the more I paid kind of the less I got. Yeah. Right. And it, and it was like, I bought into this idea cause I loved coaching so much and it helped me so much that I was like, of course I'm going to keep like investing. Of course I'm going to keep investing more money. Like it was very easy for me to kind of follow that path. And yeah. then I got to the end of the year and I was like, what is even happening? Like, and I ended up getting rid of all of the high-end masterminds I was in, all of the high-end programs I was in. I'm not paying for any of them anymore. I'm just in like kind of lower end group coaching programs now. And I get just as many results from them as I did the $20,000 programs. And so I just think like, you've got to be discerning about exactly what do you need. And if I were going to pay $20,000 again for a program, it would have to be to like learn a very specific skill. Yeah, like a I very can... specific thing that the business needed, but I don't even know that I would do that again, to be honest. Like, I can't imagine. I'm like, what yeah. would they be teaching me? <laughs> <laughs> I like... No, I actually had a client. She was paying for a mastermind at one point in time that I was part of, but not I was coaching in and it was same thing, 25,000 plus a year. And she's like, I don't know if I should be in here. And her only reason is because she just wanted to be in there. I was like, if you have the funds, sure, go ahead. If that's your like hobby and you like being in coaching for 25,000, then do it. But like, other than that, I like like buying real estate. I'm like, I can buy a fucking house almost every year for (laughs) what I was spending on, literally what I was spending on coaching. We just are, we're actually closing on a house this week. And that would be, we're putting 50 down. That would, I would have easily spent that on coaching last year. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, coaching is nice, but you know what else is nice? Uh, passive income from real estate. 
Well, I also think we get into this place. This is one thing I actually was just thinking about the other day is we get into this place where it's always about growing. And sometimes I think that is dangerous too. Like we, especially like in this, you know, self-help world or whatever, it's like, oh, yeah. grow, grow, watch, you're dying. And I'm like, I don't know that that's healthy. <laughs> it's so dramatic. You're dying. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily. So you could just be hanging out. <laughs> yeah. And I think we get it from like this whole economy, like the American economy is like, grow, like the stock market's like, if it doesn't grow, then it's, you know, trash it. The business is trash. But it's like, you know, things like go in cycles. Like it's okay for us to just not be in a mastermind sometimes or to just hang out in this space and just be where we're at and soak it all in before we move on to the next thing. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm in. I think I'm in a different season this year where it's like, I'm just with my community in my corner of the internet. And I'm very like, just doing my thing with my head down. Like I'm not yeah, yeah doing a lot of masterminding or really a ton of networking outside of I don't know. I'm just like more in a place where it's like, it feels good though. It feels like I'm just like in my cozy little space with like me and my business and my community I've built and we're just all hanging out and like thinking about how to get them results. Um, And that's a nice space to be in. Right. And I always tell people too, and I know, I know this sounds annoying to people. Right. But I think it's true. Like I do think there is there is a lot of things when I look at back at the beginning of my business that I miss, like I miss, there is like a really special time, like when it's small. And I think about like, it's kind of like having a newborn, right? Cause when you have a newborn, like that's, I don't have kids, but I would imagine it's such a special, nice little time. Right. And it doesn't last very long, but it's hard. And it's of course very challenging. And like, there's lots of difficulties in that time, but it's still something to be like cherished, right? And to be special because your kid is never going to be that small again. And I think business is kind of like that. I think people miss a lot of those really beautiful moments where your business is small and you know all your followers. I used to know everybody in my Facebook group. (laughs) I used to know them. Like I used to know most of the people on my email list and know everybody on my Instagram. And like, that was such a special, fun time like and I didn't have a team and I didn't have to like plan things way ahead and I didn't have like a calendar I had to manage and like there was a lot of really special fun beautiful things about that season that I think I totally missed because I was just like need to make it profitable need to make more money need to get more clients and I was just on a hustle and I think a lot of my business growth has been like that like I think I've missed a lot of the journey like being so fixated on like, well, we need to get over there and we need to do this. And like, so-and-so has like this system. We need to get that system and we need to do more launches and all this stuff. And I just hope like, if you guys are listening to this and you're in the beginning, it's like, take a minute and like, don't miss it because your business won't be this small forever. Yeah. It's like the song that's like, uh, the, some I wish somebody would have told me this is the good old days or something right and I think that that's we do I'm like how many people do you know and they're like oh yeah I was in college and I was broke and we all we ate was ramen and it like was the best time of their life looking back like in it they're like this sucks I can't wait till I make money right but it's I think I think it's kind of one of those things that come with time too like we it's always looking back that we are like oh that was great (laughs) like was it yeah Yeah, but I could do that now though. It's like, I could do the same thing now with a $200,000 business, right? And I catch myself doing it where it's like, you know, I'm in an amazing season personally right now in my life. And like, I just know how life goes. I know it's not going to be like, I'm always like, it's not going to be this good forever. Like there's more challenges coming. And so when it's good, I really just try to soak it up, right? And 
you know, the business is so great right now and my personal life is great. And it's like when both of those two things are both going good, I always feel like, oh, this is like, this is the ticket, you know, but it would be easy for me to sit in this office and be like, we need more numbers. Like, why is our launches not this? And why is like, you know, it's like everything could always be bigger. Everything can always be more, yeah. right? And yeah, I, really just I think- try to make time to sit in here and feel like I have to make myself sit in here some days and feel like I made it. Like I did oh, it. Yeah. I made it. Like oh, you're yeah. doing good. Because otherwise I just forget. I miss it. I totally oh, miss it. Gosh. Yes. I think that so often we don't like, well, first of all, it's like, life is 50 50 you're gonna have problems when you're not making any money and then you're gonna have problems when you are just because that's the way life is but then also I think people miss out on that like pat yourself on the back like it's not a big thing but like literally just saying hey look what you did today that's it like people are like what do I have to do to celebrate like it has to be some big thing I'm like do you know how powerful it is for you to just be like look at me I showed up today yeah I've been doing that lately. I've been doing this like little, I guess it's kind of like a little ritual where I just like sit in the office, like when I first come in in the morning and when I'm leaving, like at the end of the night after I coach and stuff, I just will sit here and I'll be like, you fucking did it, Faith. Like you did a good job. Like you wanted this business. You built it out of nothing. And you you really did it. Like you really did something here. And when I don't make myself do that, like a lot of times I spend most of the time sitting in here feeling like, nothing is working. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like what is happening? Like dealing with, I mean, just like everybody, right. Dealing with a thousand things that pop up every day. And it's like, I really have had to like train my brain to like feel successful because I just realized I was, it was never going to happen. I was like on an endless treadmill of like, well, if I had a hundred thousand, it was like, oh, if I could do a $10,000 a month, it would be great. And then it was like, you know, and I'm a coach. So I'm on to myself. So I'm like, I'm like, I know, like, if I made a $20,000 a month, like, it's not going to fix everything. And it's my thoughts and like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know all that intellectually, but there still was part of my brain that was like, but if we were doing $20,000 a month, like, it would be a little better. (laughs) (laughs) It was still like, and it really was there for a lot, like an embarrassing long time. It really wasn't probably till this year that I really was like, oh, Okay. <laughs> I really, I really, I really do feel the same. Not to, and just to disclaimer for everybody, like I do think problems are easier and better to deal with when you have money, like just oh, straight yeah. up. Like, so, I mean, you know, I do think like, yeah, you solve problems, but it's like, my problems are better dealt with now. I have more resources yeah, and I well, recognize that for sure. Right. But yeah. I'm also just never going to be able to like scale my way to feeling successful it just was never going to happen. <laughs> well, I think it's just interesting that you said that. Cause I, I do think like it's, I was reading someplace and it was like, find out what kind of problems you want to solve and then solve those the rest of your life. Right. That's what yeah. would bring you happiness. Like, I don't want to solve problems without money. Like it just doesn't sound fun. So that's not the type of problems I want to solve. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Well, my know. story is like, I grew up very poor. So I was lived in poverty for like basically the first 30 years of my life and now have a multiple six-figure business just in the last couple years so like my life is like changed dramatically in like a very short Mm -hmm. short timeline but I always tell people I'm just like yeah like money can't buy you happiness like that's for sure true but it can make every problem you have easier to deal with it can give you any problem like even cancer or something like terrible but it's like but now you have like access to like live your family and to support you you have access to better doctors you can get meals delivered you it just is better it's better to have, have 
cancer or have something terrible happen to you and have money. It just well, yeah. is better. <laughs> car breaks down and it's not that big of a deal. Like, right. It's, yeah. it's seriously, you're just like, Oh, just have somebody fix it. Like, or get a new one. Right. Like it's just, it's, it's, yeah, easy. You're like, can I have it delivered? <laughs> can I pay someone else to do it for me? <laughs> That's always the best solutions for me. I'm like, we just pay someone to do this. That would yeah. be great. And the answer is yes. You can pay somebody to do most anything when you have money. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I had yeah. no idea. It's just like, totally I don't know it's just wild to me the things yeah. like it never would have occurred to me to like hire someone to pay to clean our pool so we have like oh, a yeah. rental house but I've been poor my whole life when you're poor your whole life like you don't pay people to do anything right, right? and so we like got a pool person I was like this is amazing <laughs> like, they just he comes here and he cleans it and he puts the chemicals in it I feel like most people are just kind of like yeah <laughs> like, not that impressive but to me I'm like this is amazing <laughs> Yeah, you're like, what? Somebody actually does this for you? That's yeah, like amazing. he comes to our house, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he tests the water. Yeah. People are like, yeah, you have a pool person. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. No, I totally agree. But I think it's also interesting to like, if, if you go on the flip side of that too, I see so many people like new entrepreneurs who are starting businesses and they're like, should I just hire this out? I'm like, no, you should probably learn how to do this. That's a good point. That is a good one. You have well, you know, what's hard is like, you have to be proficient in everything when you're the boss. Oh, yeah. So I don't think you have to be like an expert at like Facebook ads or an expert at building sales pages, but you have to at least know how to do it because you have to supervise everybody on your team that does it. Yeah, you have to communicate. The most expensive hires that you make would be like, what you're saying when you take things totally out of house and you pay someone that's just totally going to take it and do it for you, you end up paying like an absorbent amount of money for that level of expertise. If yeah. it's someone that really doesn't need any supervision and they're like, we'll produce your, your whole podcast and do the advertising or we'll do your whole ad campaign. And it's, it's like, that sounds so nice, but most people don't have the profit. It cuts your profit margins. Like it's going to take a significant amount of money to get that level of support and have it done well and then the other thing that happens is people outsource things they don't understand and then they don't understand that they're getting a crappy job right and then they're not happy with what they get oh for sure I've seen you know people who try they're like I'll just have a VA do all my social media stuff but then they don't know how to talk to the VA they don't know what their brand is they don't know how to tell them like where they want it or what they want. They well, just... VA like can post on your social media, but they most, for the most part, most of them are not going to do like a marketing strategy. So yeah. they're, it's like, you can post stuff on there, but it's like, is that going to do any, are you going to get any ROI on that? Probably yeah. not. Right. It's like, they're not going to do sales. They're not going to do marketing. And like, I have VAs that post stuff for me, but it's part of a bigger marketing campaign that we're doing that I'm supervising that I, has to come from my brain. Like the VA is not going to come up with a marketing campaign for the mastermind for June. Like they're not going to do that. Can they post like on a certain amount of times or on a certain days yeah. at certain times? Like, sure. Right. But it's like, I have to have the bigger vision. And that's what I think people don't understand. It's not as yeah. easy to just outsource. You can't outsource that part of it. Well, you can can't outsource take. being the CEO, right? Like it doesn't work. And so I think the same thing though, it's I like I said, newbies, right? Coming into the space. They're like, I'll just have somebody else do my website. I know that that's what I wanted when I first got started. I'm like, I don't want to do a website. But then like 
once I did it, first of all, it builds so much confidence in you. Like once you figure out something, you're like, I can take on the world. And now it's like amazing. I know I sound like yeah. such an old granny when I talk about this stuff. Cause I've been like, I've had an online business full time for like eight years or something now. Yeah. But even when I started eight years ago, it was, we, we were all on WordPress. We had plugins yeah. and all this stuff. And it's like, I did too. <laughs> oh my God. And now I'm like, we're, we're on Kajabi now. I'm like, this shit is so easy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. But I think, you know, you can't be like, oh, just build me a website. And they're like, well, what do you want? And they're like, uh, I don't know. You're the expert. Tell me and what then to if you want to update it or something, you yeah, have to pay yeah. them to update. People don't even know how to go in to like put their sale on or update it. It's like, you want to know how to do that stuff. If you're going to have an online business, because I don't know, you just never know what's going to happen. Like websites go down, things break, you want to change yeah. stuff. And if you've outsourced everything, you're kind of like screwed a lot, in yeah. a lot of ways. Well, yeah, so, you gotta wait. You can't do it on the spur of the moment. <laughs> I think this is like the thing too. It's like, you gotta like get real with yourself about, do you really want an online business? Because yeah. an online business is not just like being a good coach. Like the, you can be a great coach and still have no clients and be broke. It's like, yeah. that does not make a profitable business. Like you have to be able to market it and do sales and do email marketing and be on social media. I hear so many coaches like all the time being like, I don't want to do social media. And I'm like, it is free advertisement. I'm like, it's free advertisement. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's just like, I'm like, you, if you really think that you really need to go evaluate if you want to have an online business, it's like, can you have an online business without social media? Sure. But like, why would you do that? No, I totally agree. I, I've heard the same people. I'm not a social media person. I don't like social media. I'm like, well, then I don't, you either need to find a way around it or you just need to get over it and be like, either get money to pay for ads. You need to go get a job and you need to spend a significant amount of money learning and paying for ads. And most people, when you say that are like, well, I don't want to spend thousands of dollars a month. (laughs) I'm not going to make any money. And it's like, okay, well you need to get your ass on TikTok then. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. We just had someone in the mastermind, her her video went viral on TikTok. She got three, like 3.2 million views or something, millions, at least 2 million. But I think like maybe three or even 4 million views in like two days for free. And the whole thing was promoting her program that was open. And so her program sold out for free, for free. Like TikTok took an ad she made for her program. It was literally an ad, a video ad for her program, promoting her program and showed it to millions of people for free. That is an insane opportunity that like is, is here for such a limited time, by the way. Like, I'm like, this is a little window you guys have where you're getting like free advertisement. And then I hear all these coaches and all these people that want to supposedly want to have online businesses. And they're like, I don't want to go on TikTok. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't know. I don't know either. Cause I'm the same way. People are like, I don't want to put myself out there. I'm like, well, first of all, I don't know. It depends on what your type of business is because I work with a lot of people who have products. So I'm like, well, you don't have to put your face out there because you're not a, the face of your business. But then the, the other- are great for that. People are crushing yeah. selling products on there. Yeah. So good. Those girls are producing like, oh, man, I follow all these girls doing digital planners. They're just mm. like crushing on there. I'm like, people have no idea how much they're making off of this. I just look at it and I'm like, damn, like- <laughs> on there yeah that's the whole thing I'm like whether or not you like it or not just like that's one of those biggest things like there's so many things that I do every day I don't like doing I don't like cleaning my house but I'm not like oh I don't feel like it today I'm not a house cleaning person right so like you gotta there's things you gotta do 
Right. Would be like, be like, well, I really want to be a doctor, but like, I don't want to go to medical school though. It's like, okay, well, I don't know how I like, I don't know how that's going to work. Like, I don't know. Like, like I'm saying there's workarounds. Like I'm like, you can pay for, you can pay for ads. You can do collaboration, but most people don't want to do that either. So then it's like, okay, well, I don't, I mean, those are the, the lead gen things I see working right now are like Google and YouTube, which are search engines, but those are more long-term. Right. So then they're like, well, I don't want to spend all that time editing videos for a year before I get any traffic. And I don't want to write hundreds of, I mean, the, the Google game is hard to get into now. It's like, you better know SEO, you better write some long form content. So they don't want to do that. Then they know, like also don't want to post on social media and they also don't want to pay for ads. So I'm like, (laughs) I don't know how, I don't know how that works to have an online business. Like, I I think we need to reevaluate what we think an online business is because having an online business, 90% of it is going to get customers like that, especially when you're starting, it's like 98% of it because you don't even have any clients. (laughs) Even having not, even, I guess is what I always tell people. I'm like, even if you had a brick and mortar business, you still have to go out and market it somehow. Like you have to let people know that you're there. So like, I don't know. So anyways, it's just one of those things. You may not like it, but like you can learn to like it. That's always an option too. And I think that the less people like have this crazy mindset around what like social media is, I think that can help too. Just like, I already always like, oh, it's add value, add value, add value. And I'm like, people, it's so vague. People don't know what value is. And I'm like, show up. You just showing up. It's enough. It's that's the value, right? Like I think- and then, yes, we're going to tweak it and you're going to get better at it over time. But in the beginning, it's just putting your thing out there. That's really what it is. In the a beginning. lot of it is repetition, too. I think yeah. the other thing with social media is people think they have to come up with new content. I'm like, just think of like two things your audience needs to hear every day and just say those things all the time. Oh, I love I'm it. like, I've been saying the same shit on the Internet for seven and a half years. Like if you go back, like even in my first business, because I had a mental health blog when I started Mm-hmm. my podcast was the same content it is now it's like I've been saying the same things over and over and it's like you know you just come up with something that's like hey like you're good enough like keep going like even if nobody believes in you like keep going you're gonna fail it's gonna be fine you just keep going like you can just say that every day you don't have to have you don't have to have something new and clever to say they need to hear the same thing over and over because it's not like they're gonna hear you say like hey like if you're trying to get out of debt and you mess up your budget, that's part of the process. Like, it's okay. Like, you're going to mess up sometimes. The important thing is, like, how you recover and that you don't beat yourself up about it and you keep moving forward. If someone's trying to get out of debt, they need to hear that every other, every 10 minutes. It's not yeah. like they're going to hear you say that once and they're like, you know what? I'm never going to beat myself up about messing up my budget again. <laughs> it's like, no, you can say the same thing to them tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And the thing is, that they're not going to see every single one of your posts either or your videos or whatever. Like, to I wish, I wish, time. girl. I miss those days, man. I would, I was telling something about my Facebook group when we all used to post in our, and it would just show it to everybody in your group. <laughs> What a, what a, what a blessed life we used to live. Now yeah. Facebook is like, you better pay us. <laughs> well, I saw somebody on TikTok the other day and they were saying that their videos, they saw that TikTok wasn't promoting videos because they were low effort or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> the like- algorithm is, is what it is, right? I mean, I, I will be the first person to tell you that. That's the other thing people are like, I don't want to do social media because of the algorithm and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, like that's the game I'm like I don't I don't I don't ever worry about that stuff and like my mentality is like I know what we're doing isn't gonna work in three months 
And I'm like, good. I'm like, I hope it's harder. I hope this space gets harder because I want all of these phony ass business coaches out of here. And if you don't know strategy and you don't know what you're doing and you can't get results for people, your time is up here. Right. But that's really a mindset that I had to cultivate because the algorithm messes with you all the time, but you got to get in a mindset where you're like, good, like it is what we're doing. Isn't working and less competition for me because I always figure it out and we always evolve. Right. And it's like, that's the mentality you have to have to survive in this space because the internet changes fast and it's only going to change faster. Now. I think everything's going to be way accelerated AI over the next five years. Oh, 100%. I think it, it's just anything in general. Like like I said, even if you own brick and mortar business, it's to say that like, it's the same that it was even like five years ago. It's not. Yeah, everything- the economy and the market and like everything, well, rent, <laughs> so expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that matter of like, am I in this? And like, am I willing to keep learning? Because that's that idea of like, am I in this to be an entrepreneur? Yes, no, like, what are you going to do? Like, are you up for the challenge? And if you're like, no, I don't like this. I don't want to keep changing. I don't want, then you're not an entrepreneur. You're not an entrepreneur. Right, right, right. But I think it's important to like, I think people need to have that moment of like, do I really want to be in this? And I'll tell you, like the people that if you're meant to be an entrepreneur, you'll know, because you just like, can't do anything else. Like for me, it was like, there wasn't really any other options for me. Like I just didn't fit at other jobs. Like it was like, I have to figure this out. Like, right. And it was kind of like unrelenting in me that like, I was just not going to be happy in a traditional kind of job. I was like always miserable, was always job hopping, always quitting, always depressed. It was just like, not for me. That world was just not for me. And I think there's some people that like, just don't function well, yeah. but I'm like, if you can thrive in that environment, I'm like, knock yourself out. But I'm like, yeah. that sounds great to me. I'm like, you and they give you health insurance? I'm like, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing. Like even like my husband, so he works, he's a physician assistant and he works for somebody else who owns the place. Like he could own his own business. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want right. that. I don't want responsibility. I just like going to work. They pay me. I like seeing my patients. You don't have to do so many things. Like you don't have to like look at your books. And like, I was just like, oh, that's what I always say when people are like, well, I don't like doing social media. I'm like, yeah, I don't like doing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, I do shit in the, I sit here in the office all day. Most of the time doing things that I don't really particularly, that aren't like my favorite things to do. I'm not like, yay, my accountant is messaging me my favorite. <laughs> Like, it's not, it's not that like most of it is my team telling me I need to do things that I don't want to do. The accountant messaging me, the bookkeeper messaging me, clients, like stuff we have to deal with, like, and that's kind of business, right? And so, yeah, Yeah. a lot of it is like, if I broke it all down, it's like technically like tasks, I guess I don't want to do, but it's like, that's (laughs) what work is kind of. You're going to do the same thing, whether you go to work, but do you want the responsibility of all of that? Do you want to keep trying and figuring it out? Do you want to keep doing the marketing? Like my husband doesn't have to work and worry about marketing. He doesn't want to. So, you know, like, and it's not like to just like shame people and be like, you're not entrepreneurial. Like what's wrong? No, there's no, I just think it's like not a fit for everyone. And I think I just want to be more honest about what it's really like for new entrepreneurs. And like, I think that's why. Like, you know, and I think my content right now is like repelling a certain group of people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, that's okay with me. Right. Cause I'm really trying to attract people that want to do hard things that want to build, not like just looking to like make money overnight, but want to build something that's substantial that can support them and their family for like 
many years to come, right? That's going to bring them substantial money and growth for a long time. And I really want to attract people that are on board with discomfort, with it, with doing things they don't want to do and with working hard. And what I found was like, all of a sudden it was like, we were getting all these people that had somehow ended up in this world because they had been to some webinar at some point where someone was like, you just like become a coach and you have a six figure business, or you just like do this. And like, now you have $10,000 a month or whatever they heard. Right. And then all of a sudden they kind of like, it's like people get in too deep sometimes too, where I think they hear stuff like that. And then they start spending money. And then all of a sudden they feel like I've gone too far. I can't like go back now because I've invested all this time and all this money (laughs) into it. And I'm like, you know, you really need to decide like if you're going to see it all the way through and if this is really for you or maybe it's not the right fit for you. Like what you're saying, like maybe you would be better off looking at getting skills where you can become a high paid employee. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. In fact, somebody just the other day I was coaching them. They didn't want to hear that though. They're like, no, no, I don't. And I'm like, it's not bad to look at like a way out if you don't want to do this. Like look and see like how much time and energy and money am I willing to invest in this business before I'm out? Like don't stay on a sinking ship. Like most (laughs) businesses do fail too. This is another like brutal reality that I feel like a lot of coaches like don't want to, and business coaches especially don't want to acknowledge but the statistics are like most businesses fail. They don't yeah. ever become profitable. And so I think to market to people like, oh, it's this big magic cure is like very irresponsible. And like, you've got to look at like, sometimes we think, sometimes we think like business ideas we have are really good. I do this all the time. I'll be like, this is going to be, our, everybody's going <laughs> to love it. And then we launch it and it's kind of like, oh, I'm like they didn't really want that that bad. <laughs> like, I'm like, not, not my best, not my best idea. Right. But we have, we have like new ideas. We get really excited about them. And when you start a new business, it's like, you don't have business experience. So maybe it, maybe your business idea wasn't that good of an idea and like, don't drown on a sinking ship. It's like at a certain point, like, I do think there's something about cutting your losses, taking what you've learned and doing something else. Like if it's truly like just not the right fit and you're realizing I want to do something else, I think it's better to face that fast like really don't oh, like, yeah. spend years like waiting on the boat <laughs> yeah well yeah I think it's one of those it goes along with like the quicker you can realize you were wrong like the quicker you can pivot like and it doesn't mean it's bad like we associate wrong with being bad and no entrepreneur entrepreneurship is like just riddled with failure like that's how I see it and like everyone I know a lot of successful entrepreneurs now like right I'm one of them my first business like didn't scale the multiple six figures though yeah. right it's like I think that's most people. I don't know that many entrepreneurs that like get in this game and pick their niche and pick their target market and pick their product the first time and get it all right. It's like most yeah. people have tried a bunch of different things before they really figure out where they can kind of weasel their way into the market, right? Where they can find like their little lane and carve out their little group of people. And yeah. I think that takes time. Like I think it takes practice. And then if even when you pivot, you get to take all your experience with you so you don't start back at beginning like I think that's the other thing people think like oh I have to go all the way it's like you don't go all the way back even for me I think about sometimes starting another business and it's like yeah we would have to invest some time to like build up a new audience and build up but I have all of the marketing experience I have in the last seven years it is not going to take me the same amount of time to build another multiple six-figure business I'll be able to do it in a much shorter amount of time when I start my second one which is to do next year but we'll see <laughs> no I totally I 100% agree I was like I have to start all the way over I'm like well you already have all of this stuff in place you already know how to do it 
it'll be like 10 times faster. That's the it's other thing. Way, always way <laughs> faster. Yeah. So let's wrap. This was a great conversation. I think we talked about all kinds of things. So where can people find you and how can people work with you? Tell us where we stalk you. Okay. Um, well, I'm on all the social media stuff. The best place that might be easiest to just be my website, ashleycameron.coach. Um, there it has like a link tree and everything. Ooh, .coach. I like yeah. that. I didn't even know you yeah. could do that. That's pretty cool. I want that now. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> That's way better than a dot com. So wait, tell, say what it is. We'll put the link too, but say yeah. it again. AshleyCameron.coach. Okay. So, yeah. Cameron's my middle name. So I don't know when I started my business, why I thought that'd be a good idea, but it's there. So it's sticking. I have mine uh, under my middle name too. I did Faith Mariah. Yeah. I, I don't, I had like a stalker ex-boyfriend, I feel like. So I, I've always kind of been like, especially in the beginning, I was a lot more worried about like being visible and being online. I think I was too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I always had the, I had the thought of like, maybe I would be married and change my last name, which now is like funny to me just because I really love my last name. I just wouldn't change. Even if my partner and I got married, I don't think I would yeah. change my last name anyway, but <laughs> so we both under our coaching under our middle names. Yeah. So mine is faithmariah.com and probably the best place to stalk me right now is Instagram. And then I also have a free business training on my website. You can get if you want help. Like if you just want, it really is just like a free training. I, I would love to say like, I have a fancy funnel where we're going to sell you something, but to be honest, I just haven't even set it up. So it's literally just like a free training for my mastermind. You guys could just have, if you want, it's on the website and it's really good. It'll help you kind of troubleshoot what's going on and make a good plan for moving your business forward. I try to teach business strategy. That's very, very simple, right? Not complicated. I I'm always like, our brains make things complicated enough. You just need a very, very, very simple strategy about how you're going to get people, how you're going to nurture them and something to sell. Just keep it very clean, very simple, and then manage your thoughts about your simple plan. And that's what we do in my mastermind. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be starting actually. So I am actually starting a course. I've never done group coaching before. So that's what I'm actually working on I right now. I love group coaching. So um, if, yeah, if you go onto my website, you'll find information. I think, <laughs> like I said, it's one of those things where it's like, in the process, but it should be starting up pretty soon. And it's kind of a killer deal actually, because I do have years of experience coaching and this is my first time doing this. And so I'm like, well, it's that idea of like throwing something together and it's not trash. Like I seriously think everything in there is gold. So yeah, but it's the first time you're doing it so they can get a deal on it. (laughs) Exactly. So Anyways, that's awesome. Yeah, and on so the much. bottom floor, right? It's yes. like the first iteration. You get it at the best price ever. We yep, always give them all yeah. the updates too. So I'm like, it's always the best, the best place to be. Yes. Well, it was great connecting with you. I love chatting. I feel like you and I could just talk about business for days and days and days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and being here. And I will talk to you soon. We're doing some events and stuff, so we'll have to get you plugged into the events we're doing later in the year. I hope you guys will see more of Ashley. And yeah, we'll see you soon. Have a great day.